everyone, oh and welcome to another fantastic episode of Buckeye Barbells with Bellhaven and the Boy. Indeed, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone. We wanted to regale you with one last episode before uh, the new year comes in. Uh, so an exciting episode indeed as we look at the playoff matchups and, of course, New Year's Day. Just a few days away, the Buckeyes take on Utah in the Rose Bowl. A uh, quick update, though. Uh, before we start, as we look into bowl season, uh, a few games canceled uh, already. But uh, as we look at uh, the scores, uh, currently you are in the lead. The lead. Uh, with at, at 14 and 8. And I believe that's right. One, two. Yes, I believe you are correct. Yeah, 14 and 8. And I am 12 and 10. Uh, so a couple right. games up on me. I've got Clemson right now, but we'll see how they do uh, overall. So not. Uh, a great start to, to bowl season, but a winning record, which Did is I not uh, take Clemson? always good. No, you took Iowa State. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So we, That's how it is right now. 14 and 8, which is a little surprising for me. I wasn't uh, sure because, you know, we, we did it by just, just picking. We didn't do any analysis. Said the game, picked, and I'm done. Probably better by doing that uh, than I had, uh, you know, trying to do some some sort of mathematics and some sort of analysis on the whole thing. It would uh, it would appear so. Uh, so that's where we stand currently. Uh, figured we'll get into the playoff matchups and then finish with the the Rose Bowl game. So uh, we'll start off with Alabama and Cincinnati. Uh, Alabama the- Crimson Tide. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Alabama favored by 13 and a half. At least that's what we have it at. Um, we were differed, I think, on both of the playoff matchups when we initially went through this. So um, obviously we'll, we'll back up our analysis and thoughts on that. I'll, I'll first start. Uh, a lot of people coming into this game, uh, at least from what I've heard, um, saying that, you know, this is a good Cincinnati team, but Alabama's most likely uh, going to win pretty big anyways. Uh, despite Cincinnati, you know, be, being actually a decent team and uh, deserving a spot this year. So uh, when I look at Cincinnati, uh, I, I would say this is one of the better Alabama teams uh, they could face because uh, Alabama definitely has flaws. And while they brought everything together against Georgia, uh, they played a lot of close games. Uh, and there were a couple of games they probably should have lost. Of course, they lost to AM, should have lost to Auburn. Uh, their offensive line has got pushed around uh, by, by some not very good teams uh, this year. And so I, I don't really know the strength of Cincinnati's uh, defensive line, but that is something to look out for. Uh, the biggest thing for Cincinnati, I think everybody knows, is their secondary. Uh, probably two NFL corners on that roster who will be starting. Uh, and they're going to need them. 
Uh, it helps that Mechie's out for Alabama, and really the, the star, of course, wide, wide receiver is Jameson Williams, uh, the transfer from Ohio State, who's had a good year there. Uh, Cincinnati overall, you know, they're fourth in uh, scoring defense, tied with, with Meat Chicken, uh, which is pretty good, albeit against lesser competition. Uh, they're also a third in passing defense overall, which goes to the strength of that secondary. So uh, they're going to have to rely on, on that secondary, uh, and they're going to have to, uh, I think, bring pressure. We, we've seen it from uh, multiple teams, uh, one being – a couple being uh, LSU, um, A&M, you know, playing press, just sending the house – Zero blitzing, just hoping you get to the quarterback fast enough so uh, Bryce Young doesn't have enough time and you know throws up some silly balls, which I I think they're going to have to uh, rely on. I mean, thankfully, they have a secondary. They have to rely upon silly balls. <laughs> they have to rely on enough pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I think the secondary might be able to hold up, but, I mean, you give Bryce Young enough time in the pocket, uh, you know, I think Williams will beat you. I, and so they've got to find the right packages. They've got to get pressure, and they've got to do it consistently. As uh, so for Alabama, uh, you know, Cincinnati is a good team. I don't think they are as good as they were last year, uh, and it's going to solely rely on Desmond Ritter. They, they can move the ball, but they've been very sporadic. You know, they had a few games there where they really struggled to score against not good defenses. You know, they had those three games in a row, Navy, uh, Tulsa, a couple others, which, you know, they easily could have lost. And they've also had some really good games, like, you know, SMU, Houston. So they have have also been inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. So I think it kind of begs the question, which which kind of mix of teams, you know, are we going to see in this game? Um, I I took Alabama to cover this 13 and a half. Uh, I do think... Cincinnati is a good team. I do think they have a good defense, and I would not be surprised if they covered. Uh, I, d- I think they definitely can. Obviously, it'll be rooting for them, but this this reminds me a lot of some other games in the past, like the, the Washington game, uh, 2016, I believe it was. Alabama won an ugly game, but they won pretty handily. It was never in doubt. Uh, I kind of see similar things here, uh, similar even to like Notre Dame game last year where Alabama had a good offense, but they just couldn't score as well. And so they'll put up some points. Um, and Cincinnati, I just don't know that they'll be able to do enough. So I think Alabama will win comfortably by, by 17, uh, something like 31 to 14 along those lines. Uh, I think Cincinnati, like I said, I, I think they have a chance. They shouldn't be overlooked. Um, but I just don't think the talent or firepower is there. Uh, even against, uh, uh, in my opinion, a weaker Alabama team this year. So, your thoughts? Okay, that was some that was some beautiful stuff. Um, so, when we did the uh, early um, chat about this game, I actually picked Cincinnati in the upset. If you remember. I do. And I'm just going to stick with it. I figure, why not? (laughs) What's going to happen to me uh, if I'm wrong? People will say bad things about me, probably. Um, But 
I'm just going to go with it. Um, I, I, is this the time to interject with my SEC rant, my SEC LOL? I suppose. I, I think so. I, I think so. The SEC is 0-4 in bulls so far, and that is hilarious. It just fits right into what I've been saying, right? The SEC is not all that. And, you know, sure, they may end up winning the rest of their bowl games. Um, Probably not, but even if they did, the point is they are not as good as they get hyped up to be every year. Um, And it's always this self-fulfilling prophecy that gets you two uh, SEC teams uh, into the playoffs. And when you go to 12 teams, all that really means is you'll have probably four SEC teams, if not more, uh, into um, the playoffs. I mean, it, it, it really is terrible, though. Uh, no matter what happens with the rest of the uh, the bowl games, which I don't uh, even, I, I will be surprised if they split the rest of the bowl games. Um, now, you know, that being said, they have games like Bama against UC. They have Georgia against Michigan and, you know, a few others that are definitely uh, better matchups maybe for them, uh, but Mississippi State losing to Texas Tech, Auburn losing. I mean, wow, these are really bad outcomes uh, for the SEC. Um, I wanted to get that out of the way, get my rant out, get my LOL out because it deserved it. It had to be pointed out how bad the SEC is doing right now, and just to use it to kind of bolster what I'm what I'm going to try to say is. Who did, who did Alabama play? In my mind, they had one really good game this year, and that's when they, they took it to Georgia and they dominated. But the thing is, it's kind of like Ohio State over Michigan the, the past 10 years before this year. You know, people forget in 2018, Harbaugh's team was number four when they got spanked by Ohio State, right? It's a similar thing here. Bama, particularly for Kirby Smart, they have Georgia's number. Um Beyond that game, Bama really hasn't looked all that strong. To your point, they're not as good as, as Bama passed. And I'm not so sure, you know, I the SEC might even be worse than I thought it was. Uh, I gave them the benefit of the doubt when I put my whole, you know, rankings formula together and I made them the number one conference. And they clearly are not the number one conference. And, you know, bringing UC into the matter, UC is a better team than the team last year. Um, that almost won against Georgia. Um, this UC team has Luke Fickle, who was in this exact situation. I think it was the, the same spread, uh, if I remember correctly, that Ohio State was was uh, to, uh, to uh, Bama in 2014. Fickle's been there. He knows how to do this first playoff game uh, from that 2014 template. Uh, Bama is not that great this year. I'm going to go with UC in the upset. Probably something like 38-35. Wow, UC put up 38 points. I I, I can't see it. Uh, they very well How many may. did A&M put up on them? I mean, A&M doesn't have a very good offense. I would say That's that true. UC's offense is better than A&M's. You know, how much did A&M put up on them? Uh, that, is, that is true. I don't know if I'd say better. But, yeah, A&M did have a good game. Um, I, I do think UC's offense is, is worse than it was last year uh, with all the guys they've lost. Um, I don't know. It's, a lot of pressure is going to be put on Ritter, and I don't know if he'll 
be able to perform well enough to upset Alabama. So, um, I, I hope so. That'd be awesome to see, but, uh, I just, I just don't see it in the cards. Uh, but we'll move on to the second semifinal game. Uh, of course, Michigan and Georgia. Uh, Georgia, we have a seven and a half point favorite, uh, even though they are the lower seed against Michigan. Uh, this one is a, is a very intriguing matchup because uh, uh, both teams are very physical and their strengths are their lines. Uh, defense for Michigan and Georgia. So, uh, this will be, this will be very interesting, uh, cause they both have strong lines. They both have quarterbacks that are very similar in stats. Um, but really aren't great. Uh, they're not great throwers. They're more game managers and they just try to be more uh, efficient, I guess, with the ball. So, um, both have similar MOs, try to ground and pound, uh, and then open things up from there. So two very, very similar play styles, uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what I think many people expect uh, to be a slugfest in this game. Uh, you know, you look at Michigan as, as much as we, we hate the team. Uh, they have a lot of talent this year. Uh, and of course, they, they played very well uh, for most of the year. And they're, they're hitting, um, you know, their stride, so to speak. Uh, they've, they've played very well the past couple games. You know, they named the score against Iowa. And they're trouncing on their way to their Big Ten title. Um, they they do have um, two NFL pass rushers. Uh, they do have a good secondary that, that's I think is a better scheme for them, where they kind of just keep everything in front of them. They don't let you have the big stuff. Uh, and in the case of Georgia, where they don't have a lot of uh, receiver talent. Uh, I think that definitely helps. You know, we saw it in the Ohio State game. You know, Ohio State purely kept in that game because of their talent at wide receiver. Uh, they just weren't weren't physical on the lines. Uh, that won't be a problem for Georgia. You know, they'll actually show Ohio State how that's done, probably. But this it's this is a tough game. Um, matchups, I think, are pretty equal. Uh, I don't think Georgia Georgia might be able to have some success running, but I don't know if it'll be enough to open up their passing game. And Michigan, you know, likes to throw in wrinkles with their jet sweeps and flea flickers and uh, you know, little little trickeration uh type things if, if you know they can't solidly run the ball. So we'll see how that plays in cuz I don't know if necessarily that Michigan will be able to run the ball very effectively as well. You know, they might be able to get four yards a carry, um, but it's going to have to be, you know, they're going to have to make third and manageable situations in order to hope to convert those uh, and keep the drives going. Uh, and it's funny too, because I've heard a lot of people, at least in the quarterback say that sense of Bennett is definitely the better quarterback. Uh, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think both are pretty equal. Um, I probably actually would take McNamara over Bennett, uh, if I had to choose. So you put all that together. Um, and what I, I don't, I think both teams will struggle to move the ball, uh, with Georgia's lack of receiver depth. Um, Michigan's decent secondary. Uh, I do think Michigan will cover. Uh, I don't know if they'll win this game. I think they can and they might, uh, but I do think they will cover. 
Um, all that being said, obviously, you know, we're, we're still Ohio State fans first and foremost. So obviously I hope Georgia thrashes Michigan and, uh, you know, breaks them into a new one. But I don't think that'll be the case. So I'm going to take uh, Michigan on the spread, and I think I'm actually going to take them to win this game. Ooh, look at you. What's the spread on this game? Uh, seven and a half in favor of Georgia. Seven and a half. So, you know, I think Georgia's going to win this game. Uh, initially, uh, in my initial thoughts, um, you know, I really thought maybe Georgia's going to probably pound on them. And just being consistent, you know, Georgia, yes, a lot of that Bama game was due to them uh, really just being psyched out by Bama for whatever reason. But I also think a reason is because maybe they had some, some flaws exposed. And those particular flaws, I do think Michigan can exploit. Um so I don't think it's going to be a trouncing, but at the end of the day, I also go back to Michigan, and they wanted that game more than Ohio State. I know that's the cliche. It sounds cliched, and you know, having a lot of time to think about it, they really did. I said it before the game. You know, I picked Ohio State, picked them with my highest confidence, blah blah blah. But I said, hey, I'm a little bit nervous. I think Michigan. This is different Michigan this year. They want this game differently than they have in the past few years. And I think that showed. I mean, again, you go back and look at the product. Michigan's not a better team than Ohio State. They're, they're simply not. I mean, they had six common opponents. And like I said, analyzing the game, when you go back against common opponents that many, on the aggregate, somebody's probably going to be a little bit better, but there are two or three games here or there where it's different. It wasn't the case here. Ohio State beat every team that um, Michigan beat by much worse in, in many cases. Um, I, I'm just using that to say that I, I really do think that Michigan played the game of their lives against Ohio State. I do think they're a good team. I've already admitted that this year, right, that they're a pretty good team. I had them at number one. I ranked them number one coming out of the conference championship games, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, Harbaugh's adult. Um, I do think he's got a better coaching staff because he was born on third base and he had his brother give him a defensive coordinator that's worked out. Um, and so, uh, you know, I do think they're going to keep it closer than I originally thought. But I think at the end of the day, it's still Michigan. It's still Harbaugh. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Georgia. Actually, no, sorry, Georgia to win, but I think. Uh, Are you going to switch it to Michigan covering? I don't know. It's a hard one. I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm just going to go with Georgia. All right. Uh, do you think it's more likely that we'll see a uh, another Alabama-Georgia rematch or uh, that one of the SEC teams will lose? <sighs> it, it, it's a good, good question. I mean – It's, it would not surprise me, obviously, if uh, both UC and uh, Michigan lost. You know, both Georgia and Bama are favored big, so clearly it wouldn't be a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise if it were a an all-SEC championship. But, again, I go back to uh, the SEC is just not that good. 
this year, and they're proving that. Um, and I think between the two, you know, Georgia had a tougher schedule than Bamba, but neither of them clearly had a very tough schedule. And so I think it's – I don't think it's a high likelihood that it's going to be both of those teams. I think it's a good chance at least one will lose. I think it's a better chance uh, that one will lose, um, you know, than than in the previous years, or the, that year was it twenty seventeen when they both ended up winning. Um, yeah, something like that. I do think there's a better chance, but I don't know. Uh, it very well could be, but we'll, we'll see. All right, we'll move on to uh, our Rose Bowl. Preview, of course, for the Righteous Bucks. Uh, first, I think we have to mention uh, all the opt-outs. Uh, kind of get you know your, your thoughts and opinion on that, too. But uh, notable starters out. Of course, everybody knows uh, Olave and Wilson. Uh, not surprised with Wilson. A little surprised with Olave. Uh, and, of course, Petit Frere from the O-line. And a big one, Haskell Garrett on the D-line. Uh, wide receivers, uh, don't think will be that much of an issue. Uh, this will be a, a good game for the young bucks to step up, see what they got. A lot of talent. Um, a little concerned with, with uh, Nick being out on the O line and Haskell be out, being out on the D line, uh, especially with reports on defense that um, Cody Simon uh, probably going to be unavailable. Another hit to the linebacker. Kate Stover had to go back to linebacker. Uh, so that room just continues to tank, uh, which is really unfortunate, uh, cause we're going to need linebackers for this game. Uh, and we've struggled to get, you know, pass rushing all year. And so we're gonna need, need to get that too. So th- those are two things to look out for, but, uh, just your thoughts, I'll give mine too, but just your thoughts real quick on, uh, just this day and age, you know, how different it was from just 20 years ago. Um, about players uh, now just just opting out, uh, especially in, in big games like this, even if it really doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's still the Rose Bowl. So There are two things that come to mind uh, on it uh, with respect to the opt-outs. One is 20 years ago, it just wouldn't have happened. It, it just was a completely foreign concept. Um and I think the second thing, because they both echo a change in society, the second thing is if any one player were to have you know, stood up and said, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to opt out, oh my heavens, the firestorm that would happen. You know, everybody would be so, uh, you know, uh, coaches would be held to account. How are you letting this happen? What's going on with the culture? I can't believe what's happening nowadays with kids opting out, blah, blah, blah. That That's that's how it would have been. And now, it, opt out, it, it's, I don't know, it's across the board. You know, it, it's like, um, I don't know, it's, it's so inflated, but... On the flip side of it, you have no concern from anybody whatsoever anymore. You know, nobody really even cares. You know, go ahead and opt out. And I even said, um, you know, when you looked at um, the number one recruit going to Jackson State, it's going to get worse because 
when you have something like that happen, it, it, it means that these kids don't really care anymore about really going to college and competing at the highest level. They really want to go bide their time until they can go to the NFL. It's going to become very much like um, the NBA in that regard, right? So I, I don't know. It's It just wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. Um, but I think probably more sad than that is the fact that nobody even really seems to care. Yeah, and I'll be the first by saying uh, I'm not mad at the the players at all. You know, they have every right, uh, especially, you know, someone like Garrett Wilson. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Uh, he's already proven everything. You know, good for him. Um, thanks for playing. You were a great Buckeye. Um, but at the same time, you know, they just came off a loss, you know, to to Michigan. Um I mean, this is just me. This is just, if I were in one of their shoes, I would want to play one last game. I mean, I, I know they don't want to risk injury. Uh, at this point, they've played how many games? Uh, they, they've, they've started and played how many games for you know these teams? Uh, what's one more game? Uh, you, you, you're just as likely to get hurt in any one of those games as you are this game. So, you know, I say go, go out and play, you know, get a win, have that lasting memory. Um, but I understand, I mean, you're, especially for those who are getting, you know, first round grades and, and are going to make a lot of money for other guys that like Olave, who, who's still going to be drafted, but, but definitely not in the first round. Um, you know, why not go show more film? Uh, why not put it all out there and try to improve it just a little more, you know? Um, uh, maybe he's done more than, you know, he can do at this point, he thinks, but, um, yeah, I, I'm just afraid we're, you know, turning into uh, this now because I think it's highlighted by Texas A&M when pretty much the, the whole team just decided, no, nah, we don't want to play. Uh, I know they said they had some, you know, COVID issues or whatever, but uh, we know that they, they just didn't want to play in general. They got their swag and everything and they just said, okay, we're done. Uh, which I, if, if we get that direction, that's, that's some cause for concern. Um, but yeah, I, I do think you still have those guys that want to go to these programs for the tradition and, and want to play, but, but yeah, I, I do think we're getting more towards, uh, guys are just biding their time to the NFL. Um, well, yeah, they, they, they have to play, right? They have to bide their time somewhere, right? So clearly they're right. going to go to the better programs or to a program that has some novelty like Jackson State, right? But uh, at the end of the day, uh, they just are caring less and less about college football um, and the things that we like about it. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, on to the Rose Bowl. Obviously, uh, we both took uh, Ohio State. I think the spread dropped, but we still have it at seven and a half. So. Look, um, I'm still going to take the Buckeyes. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm more and more nervous. Uh, you know, we've I've heard reports that practices have been physical, uh, which is good. Um, but, you know, there's still that concern with a depleted linebacker unit. Uh, still the, the defensive line, which has been underperforming. Are they really going to be physical? I mean, you know, they've, they've heard crap for a month, you know, especially from their rivals. How, you know how soft they were and everything, so you would think they would be motivated, uh, and I hope so. But Utah, I mean this this is a big game. It's their first Rose Bowl um, due to 
restrictions and everything, they're going to have a home field advantage, like 70-30, I heard. Uh, so they're going to be pumped. They're going to be ready for this game. There's no doubt that they're going to try to take it to Ohio State. So if, if Ohio State gets punched in the mouth early, you know, how are they going to respond? Um, I, I do think, you know, CJ is going to have a fire lit under him. I think he's going to be slinging the ball. Uh, the good news is, you know, for Ohio State, they still have the best offense in the country. Uh, they still can move the ball well. Utah has not faced a great passing offense really all year. Uh, and when they've had, they, they've really struggled. And so uh, that is a key to victory. You still have to move the ball on the ground. So I look for, I, I just look for both lines to be physical. I mean, that's the number one thing I want to see. Uh, stop the run on the defense, uh, make holes, and protect on the offensive line. Um, uh, I think Ohio State wins there. And that's, that's where it begins. That's where it ends. Because uh, Ohio State... Uh, is not physical and they let up the run, uh, they're going to lose this game. I just think so. But of course it's our Buckeyes. Uh, they played well in the last few Rose Bulls. Uh, you know, that's the other thing too. You know, this is what the fourth, fourth Rose Bowl in the past three decades. You know, it's, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's still a big game. Uh, and I would hope, um, so that tradition and everything, they, they want to go out there and play well, uh, obviously get a win to end the season, but, uh, I think Ohio State, uh, like 35 to 27, somewhere around there, a close game. Uh, Utah hangs in there, uh, but Ohio State uh, finds a way to win when the clock hits zero. When the clock strikes zero. Okay. When the clock strikes zero, they shall have their win. Is what the boy doth say. Um, I think with this one, yes, I, I'd be lying if I'm not a little worried. Um, you know, with with the physical piece of it. Um, but Michigan has just been blabbing their mouths about everything, not just you know, hey, they're soft, you know, all this crap. Like I said, it's weird. Um. It's not so much the fans, it's the players and the coaches that are just mouthing off, which I, I don't know, it it's kind of surprises me. Yeah, Ohio State clearly wasn't as physical this year on either line as they had been in the past. I mean, the the proof is, is out there for you to see. Um, but they're still 10 times better than just about every team they played, and that includes Utah. Uh, if you take away Oregon, and especially that they played them twice, what the heck did Utah do? I mean, seriously, point to a game where they impressed you. There's not a game on their schedule where they impressed me. And they've got three losses. Who were those losses to? San Diego State, I think, was one of them. Uh, was BYU one of them? Yeah, San Diego State, BYU, and Oregon State. Oregon State. I mean, Oregon State is Purdue, basically. I mean, they played each other, close game. Ohio State stomped Purdue, Oregon State. I mean, same team to me. Um, BYU, not a bad team, pretty good team this year. San Diego State, uh, it, at the end of the day, it was probably... Uh, a mediocre group of five team. The, these are the teams they lost to, and aside from Oregon, 
they didn't really impress me against any of their opponents. They did it to Oregon twice because Oregon probably thought, oh, well, you know, based on the law of them, their averages, we're going to win the second game. And they didn't show up twice. Oh, yeah, 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 Utah beat Oregon, Ohio State got beat by Oregon, yeah, whatever. At the end of the day, Ohio State's the better team. And if they are motivated, like you suggest, and I believe that's the case, I do think they will be a little extra motivated because Michigan can't shut their mouths. Um, then, yeah, they, they should win this by at least two touchdowns. And that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going with my highest confidence on Ohio State to curb stomp Utah. It would certainly be awesome if they curb stomped him. Um, yeah, just it's kind of a, you know, prove it to me situation because, yeah, the more physical games they've been in, uh, they've they've kind of folded. So uh, they'll definitely have to step it up here. They definitely can, and I hope they do uh, for their, what, fourth? Fourth uh, victory in, in the Rose Bowl in a row since uh, 97. Yeah, so 97, uh, the uh, 2010 Rose Bowl. 2018. 2018 Rose Bowl, yeah. So, yep, I, I think uh, I think they can definitely do it. They, they should do it. Um, but these are the types of games on New Year's Day where the shouldas kind of slip because the couldas can. All right. Well, anything else to add? No. Um, who did Auburn lose to? I'm trying to remember. Houston? Oh, Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the SEC team that lost before them? Uh, Florida lost to UCF. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a, that's another good one. And Mississippi State, of course, to uh, Texas Tech. Just got Tech, trounced. Is, Texas Tech, didn't Texas Tech give up over 70 points to a Texas team that didn't make a bowl? <laughs> yeah, yep. that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. Um, of course, Mizzou. What was the other? Mizzou barely yeah, Mizzou. lost to Army. Yeah, Mizzou. That, that's funny. The thanks for taking one in honor of the country. Um. No, that's all I have to say. Just laughing out loud once again at the SEC. Everybody's favorite. And I think with that, what we've really come to is the end of what was yet again another fantabulous episode of Muckeye Bombas with Bell Haven and the Boy. Happy New Year, everyone.